January 27th, 1975, was the most exciting day yet of 17-year-old Vera Brandeis's life. She stepped out onto the vast stage of the Cologne Opera House in Germany. The auditorium was empty, lit only by the emergency exit sign lights. But in a few hours, American pianist Keith Jarrett was going to play. She, the youngest concert promoter in Germany, had convinced the Opera House to host a late-night concert, and it had sold out. In a few hours, 1,400 people will fill the, would fill the auditorium to listen to Jarrett play a completely improvised, unrehearsed concert. When Jarrett and his producer arrived at the concert hall, they glanced at the piano and were noticeably quiet. They played some notes. They glanced at each other and then turned to 17-year-old Vera and said, quote, if you don't get another piano, this concert is not going to happen tonight. The piano was literally unplayable. It was out of tune and the black keys were sticking. The pedals did not work. The upper register of the keyboard was harsh and tinny because all the felt had been worn away. It was weak and the bass register and the pedals did not work properly. And most importantly, it was too small, so it didn't even have enough volume to actually reach the back of the auditorium. So, of course, Jarrett refused to play. Apparently, there had been some confusion by the Opera House staff. Jarrett had requested a Bosendorfer 290 Imperial Concert Grand Piano. The Opera House staff found another Bosendorfer piano backstage, a much smaller baby grand piano, and, assuming it was the one requested, placed it on stage. The staff did not realize that the piano they had found was a small piano intended for rehearsals and was in super poor condition. Brandeis tried everything to find a replacement. She even rounded up some friends to push a grand piano through the city streets, but it was raining hard and the local piano tuner warned her that a piano would never survive such a trip. The piano turner, tuner worked on fixing up the little piano that was on stage but could not improve it a whole lot. Keith Jarrett left and went out to his car, leaving 17-year-old leaving Vera to greet 1,400 soon-to-be-furious concert-goers. Vera had no other choice but to beg Jarrett to perform. Through the window of the car, standing in the rain, Vera begged. Jarrett eventually took pity and said, Never forget only for you. A few hours later, Jarrett walked out onto that vast opera house stage to the small, unplayable piano in front of a packed concert hall and began.
Jarrett and his producer decided to record the concert so they had documentation of how of like of how much of a musical catastrophe it turned out to be and they wanted to play it for future promoters and tell them to make sure to be thorough and ensure that there is always a proper piano but instead what they recorded was absolutely beautiful Jarrett completely avoided the harsh upper registers and stuck to the middle of the keyboard, which offered the music a soothing feel. Since he had to compensate for how quiet the piano was, he used these rolling, repetitive riffs in the bass to try to get some resonance, and during the concert he stood up and pounded on the keys. At different parts of the recording, you can actually hear him moaning in frustration. All those adjustments Jarrett had to make to cope with that awful piano, and all those adjustments forced him into new realms of creativity. The Cold Concert Album is the best-selling jazz album in history the best solo jazz album in history and the best-selling piano album in history. We human beings are an incredibly creative and resilient bunch. There are so many instances when we are faced with an unplayable piano and we are actually able to produce something great out of it. But so often our first reaction is what Keith Jarrett's was. Heck no, I am not going to work with that. I want to work with what I'm used to, with what I'm comfortable with. I want the grand concert piano, not the broken down tiny rehearsal piano. That's too messy. That's too broken. That looks too hard. And while not every piano player sitting down at a rundown piano is going to produce a best-selling album, this story of the Köln concert reminds us of a very important truth, particularly in this historical moment, that engaging with the limitations of our life can yield beautiful possibilities, beauty can be born from brokenness. But we get so caught up in our habits. We, of course, rather avoid our limitations, rather avoid playing on a broken, rundown piano. A few years ago, there was a transit strike in London that shut down most of the underground train stations. Of course, right now, London is in another version of shutdown, as we all are. But there were buses and some above-ground trains that commuters could use. Now, most London commuters use public transit to get to work. Very few use cars. And economists got hold of the transit data during the strike and after. They identified people who took the same route to work every day what they did during the strike, and what they did 
after the strike. Now, you would think that commuters, people who need to get to the same place every single day, who know exactly where to go, which track their regular train is on, where to stand on the train platform, what car to get in, you would think that these folks would have already found and been using the optimal route to get to work. The economists discovered that about 5% of people who changed their route during that strike decided to continue to use that new route after the transit strike was over. That 5% represented thousands and thousands and thousands of people. We get into particular habits. We get knocked off course. And often we may discover that our original habit was the best way to do things. But a significant number of us may discover that the new way of doing things may actually be better. Engaging with limitations can yield beautiful possibility. Beauty can be born from brokenness. Of course, we face all kinds of limitations. We have been facing an unmanageable, unimaginable limitations for these past, what was it, nine, almost 10 months. And in midst of this devastating surge, I find myself wondering, the end of this year, heading into a new year, what kind of possibilities can be born by directly engaging? What kind of possibilities can be born by directly engaging our limitations? What beauty is waiting? Blessed be and amen.